0: Hey, Vocal Fam. I wanted to put a little bit of a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. This episode is a bit of my story of my personal voice journey, and it has not always been a pretty one. And so if you are in a time when you are really struggling And you don't want to hear About someone else's struggles um, This might not be the time For you to listen But also I hope that if you are You might find some encouragement In the conversation that Michael and Sarah And I had this morning um, We hope that it, that um, Maybe you find some hope in it And uh, If you ever need to reach out If you ever need somebody to talk to know that Know that we're here And uh, that we're not professionals, but we're happy to listen. We love you guys. Peace out. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from the fields of Trenzalore, where the doctor stands. So that's how we've been doing it michael it's so weird just staring at the top half of you
1: <laughs> let, let me sit
2: at a desk
1: it's just a little just, bit of that michael would
0: be i'm good. just
2: holding my computer like a like a pizza box
0: you have you still have your phone with you yes i do okay good so vocal fam guess who's back with us today
1: i mean they've already heard him, hello right? it's me <laughs> Entrance.
0: Wait, no, isn't it, hello, is it me you're looking for? Oh my this gosh. is an age gap thing, Karna. Oh my
1: gosh, there's like five different songs oh. that start that way.
0: <laughs> is this it's one of those things where that. I'm a certain generation and you're a certain generation? And... Don't make this a thing. Everyone knows what we're talking okay. about.
1: It. There are memes. <laughs> there are so many memes about all the hellos.
2: My favorite thing from that Lionel Richie video is that they pick up, he picks up the phone, um, he picks up the phone, he's singing in the music and he goes... Hello? Is it me? And just perfectly <laughs> picks up the phone and is just, oh man, it's just way too literal.
0: How many takes you think it took them to get that shot? Uh,
2: I want to say one because Lionel Richie is perfect.
0: That's, that's what I was right. hoping you were going to say. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that's where I was hoping we were going with that, but. Yeah. But, you, you know. Anyway, okay, so Vocal Fam, Sarah, tell them what's going on.
1: Oh, yeah. We're doing. A giveaway Ah, yay free stuff yeah so you've made i say probably i probably shouldn't say probably you might have seen on our facebook or our instagram if you follow us that as sort of a celebration of our two-year anniversary coming up can you believe that that's that's gonna be a thing um, this month we are doing a giveaway of some of our merch and like not just our merch it's a coffee mug that has been signed by three of us we, we had very good intentions of getting Michael to sign it, but now he's, like, in West Virginia, and that's, like, really far away. Indeed. Just just in case y'all were curious. So, anyway, if you're wanting to enter this... But if you ever
0: see Michael in real life and happen to have your mug with you... and the, you can and the it pen. There you go. <laughs> no, it needs to be Sharpie. That's what I mean. It
1: does need to be Sharpie, but... If you wanted to enter, you can see like all the details on the Facebook post, which you'd have to find to enter anyway. But you go find the Facebook post that we shared and we've like reshared it and we'll keep resharing it. So it'll be easy to find. And if you share it, you get oh gosh, I probably should have like had like how many entries you get. Isn't it like ten oh entries boy. when you share it? Five uh, bonus yeah, entries if you comment. Uh, one bonus looking, entry if you like it. And then you can
0: Do you get do you get an entry for liking the Instagram post as well?
1: Yeah, I decide. I thought so, just because. I, at least that's how I worded it on the Instagram post. Um, it, it does well. This is, that's a question for another time.
0: Post share. Post share is ten entries. Yeah. Purchasing a sticker is twenty entries purchasing a t-shirt is 30 entries Woo. you get five bonus entries by commenting your favorite episode on the post and one bonus entry for liking the post and I guess we'll give them the same entry one entry for liking the Instagram post. yes
1: the key being that those two bonus entries you do don't you think they need to share in order to qualify for the bonus entries yes yeah. so you need to share the post To qualify for the bonus entries, I'll I'll like clarify that too on the post. Yeah, but don't just think you can comment and just get five entries. Nah, you gotta share it first. We've had and the giveaway
0: closes October eighteenth. Yes. So you got to get those the social media businesses up by October eighteenth, and we will announce the winner on Friday's episode, October
2: twenty fifth. Give it away! Give it away! Give it away! Yeah.
1: Just easy. Did we do that you already? don't have to buy anything to enter, but you can.
0: I like that. Who was that, Michael? Which artist was that? Was that the Beastie Boys? I think it was Red Hot Chili Peppers.
2: Red Hot Chili Peppers. You're right. Yes. You're totally Different right. Different shirtless white men in their 30s.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah,
2: but from the or 90s. From the 90s, yes. Hey, Sarah, you have quite a lot of sibilants coming through in your microphone. You might back away 1 inch. Say something with lots of s's and p's and b's.
1: I don't even S- Like pizza. Say your name. Pizza, pizza? Yes. Sarah. Yeah.
0: That's better. We've been playing around with a lot of different configurations of the mic. Last yes. week it
1: worked really well when I sat like really up close, but who knows? Who knows? We get
0: her signal really well when she's up close, but you're right. We do get some plosives. Yes,
2: yes. Maybe it's, I'll
1: just avoid those words.
2: You'll just, mm. you'll just, uh, like bleh, through mm. them. Yeah,
1: that's harder yeah. than Vowls. you think.
0: Vowels. Oh man. Vowels. Bless it, Michael. What's been going on with Vocal Dojo and oh, yeah. and, and and CFO business in
2: life? Okay. What's been going on? Well, man? Vocal Dojo is um, it's interesting. It's it's moving in a, We're moving in some different directions here. Um, I've had a couple of students, um, who have shifted around. I got a kid who just started college, um, but I, and I thought I was going to lose him, but actually, surprise. He said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, he, he lived in Morgantown already. So he's like, he's like, I'm going to make it work and I'm going to literally schedule you in and put you in like, so, you know, what college freshman says, yeah, I'm going to like keep this thing going, you know? And so he's really, really interested. We, uh, he thought he wanted to sing 80s music. I was really excited about that. The very next week he was like, nope, I don't like 80s music, any (laughs) 80s music. It's all terrible. And so he's very interesting because he's afraid... It's not all terrible. He's afraid to make any sounds that, um, have any level of roughness in them at all. He essentially wants to sound like a single plucked classical guitar string at all times. Um... like he he finds he finds the sounds to be ugly and uh he and so he they don't feel pure to him he wants to feel smooth
1: like 80s music
2: and so he wants to but so the sounds he tends to make is
1: "Ah,"
2: and so trying to get him to go ah is like really hard you know um but meanwhile he really wants to sing folk music when you where you need a little of that at least you know um,
1: what is wrong with you?
2: <laughs> sorry, did you just a horrifying so- snapshot?
1: That is, oh my <laughs> how gosh. How do I do that?
2: Hold on, hold on. Is this how I do it?
1: I hate all of you. <sighs> oh,
2: fantastic. <laughs> but how do I, how did you take a picture? Oh, oh man.
1: Oh my gosh, stop <laughs> just, doing it this. It zeroes in
2: on just Sarah though, it's in so weird. I'm so
1: curious, they are oh, sitting gosh. here. They have discovered we record on Skype. And they figured out how to take snapshots of we're us as we're talking. But they're just taking them of me in very unfortunate facial expressions. Well, I'm
0: actually not trying to just no, take it, it of you. No, but it only takes just, one of you. I'm trying
1: to well, get one of the whole screen. The camera loves me, but not Apparently so. Maybe
2: I don't know. Oh, whatever, anyway. But so that's been Sorry. that's been cool. And it's been cool to um, – how to say this? I've also had, I also had a student recently um, who, like – He's um he's young, he's growing, but he's like he's like my age. He's like twenty eight years old. Um, he sang in high school, and then when he um part with your high school, his parents made him qu- literally it's like high school freaking musical. Okay, his parents made him quit musical theater because they thought it would turn him gay. So they made him do sports instead, and he is very athletic, but deep down he's always... Sorry, is that actually the plot to High School Musical? Not the gay part, but the... But, but, oh, but, okay, because well, I, I have to confess... No, they don't make him I've quit, but it, se- that, but it was that kind of dynamic oh, okay. for sure.
0: I've never seen High School Musical, so I was like, wait, is that really the plot of no, that movie? No, but it is... No, the, oh. the,
2: the plot of the movie is, can an athlete also sing?
0: <laughs> oh, so it was it was it's literally similar. a remake of
2: Glee. It, literally. I, I think, think high school it's the other musical way around.
1: came before Glee.
2: Yes. Um It did yes. High school musical yes. existed when I was a it existed when I was like in ninth grade. So that doesn't seem possible. So I think it was like
1: fifth grade, summer after fifth grade yeah, that it yeah, came yeah, out for yeah. me. And Glee didn't come out till I was in eighth or ninth grade.
2: Yeah. But all that to say, it's been exciting to explore some stuff with that guy. Um, and like this week, and like we've been, I don't know, this week I feel like I learned an amazing lesson, which is that, um, at the, like, is that, uh, at the end of the day, this person has to make, like, emotional decisions, honest emotional decisions, because what I didn't realize was I should have thought about this. This guy's a personal trainer, and uh, like in his real life, like in his like day to day, and so he's very technical. He and he's sitting there going, "Why can't I execute this maneuver perfectly?" You know, and so but he's just locking him up more and more and more. And, more. and I um I just it's like teaching a dance. Yes, and so all of a sudden it was like it was like I just had this thought of like, oh, I just need to get him to sing something that he likes. And then just ignore everything he's doing. And you know what I mean? It was just like, oh man. And he sang so much better all of a sudden. It was like in that moment, actually, all the stuff that we've been working on, a bunch of it started to, like, it's like he did it instinctively. I think, you know, and it was, that was really exciting for me. Um, so that's, that's how voice stuff's going. Admittedly, I have not worked to grow that as much as I want to because I'm a CFO. And so, which is a weird thing in my life.
0: Michael. Michael's actually podcasting from his office right now.
2: Yes. I have had, let's, let's see, what have we done? I instituted company bonuses in the last two months. Um, we've, um, I've had multiple meetings. i had a meeting with a lawyer. I learned what the word subsidiary means. Um, I learned what a lien is after my boss asked me to put a lien on a property because people won't pay us. Um, I have learned that I have no qualms with being the bad guy. Um, I kind of want I learned on the inside, I don't know if you guys have talked about Enneagrams. I think That's maybe right. we have,
0: but I am definitely I think we have en-
1: definitely talked about them amongst ourselves. I'm not sure we talked yeah, about Yeah, we've
0: it. talked yes. about our Enneagrams. I don't, I don't think, think we've, we've ever talked talk- about them on the yeah. podcast. Yes,
2: Enneagram eight, the challenger. The core Shocking. the core value of the challenger is just kill them. And so, which is bad. But like I said, this in a meeting the other day, I said, you know, everyone has that innate feeling sometimes where someone disagrees with you, and just instinctively you go, just kill them. But then you don't actually do that. And everyone looked at me like I was a, a horrifying yeah, monster. Not
1: everybody. Michael, actually remember has this? That this instinct. podcast
0: goes out to the world. Uh, I'm innocent. That's not. a, th- <laughs> <laughs> This is another one of those Michael moments where you're going. Should I delete this? That you just shouldn't just. <laughs>
1: You but haven't had real. to edit out like <laughs> conversational bits in a while. I'm not editing
0: this
2: out, but
1: Wait, what? Oh, okay, man. so you're 8, but are what are, are you 8 wing 9 or 8 Eight
2: wing six? 7. 8 seven. wing Yeah, 8 that wing seems 7. That's right. Because the Maverick. You and I are the exact same thing. Yes. Horrifying, isn't it? That's horrible. Uh, yep. I'm gonna
1: laugh at y'all. You know. I'm a one, <sighs> one too, if anyone out there's curious.
2: That makes a lot of sense. Um determined to be right. Fear of being evil, but also bakes cookies. Yes, That's a lot of and cookies. gives them to. Uh, also bakes cookies. Wants to help people and gives the cookies to other people while also probably giving them information they need because Sarah is right. And so <laughs> <laughs> it's like over cookies. The thing that really <laughs> yes. made it
1: made me be like, "Oh, this is me." Was that just that like integrity is such an important yes.
2: thing? Yes, mm-hmm.
1: that because that is a very central component of who i am i i tend to be bothered that i feel like if people would really just do what they eh, that's this a different conversation anyway no yeah. but i
0: get you it, it's it did, did you then sing this is me at the same time while you gave them cookies <laughs> no
1: when you say this is me i feel like you're not meaning the camp rock version but or the Sarah. Camp Rock song, but that's when 100%. the show, oh, no.
2: words wanna cut me down. Oh!
0: Damn. I totally meant greatest show. Oh my show gosh!
1: Who I just had? I guess it's because for some reason I've been seeing like a lot of Camp Rock stuff recently. You're not? I'm sure, Perenna, you probably are have you no t- idea you- what I'm even talking about. But are okay, I my gotta say, students? when when
0: Camp Rocks were a thing, my kids were really into Disney Junior, so I actually do know what you're okay, talking about. Okay, but yeah, about. she
1: sings, that this is real. This is me. This is how oh, the yeah yeah, yeah supposed yeah. to be. I'm not even sure that's the name of the song, but for some reason, that's what my mind went to when you said we're singing that, and I'm like, why would I be singing that while handing out cookies?
0: Oh man, oh my goodness. Ooh. Well, speaking of speaking of singing, what a start. Um, <laughs> if I could if I could direct a segue. Uh, so by the way, speaking of singing, uh, Vocal Fry will continue singing as the renewals have gone through, and Yay. Vocal Fry is officially renewed for season three, um, season four. I don't know, year three,
1: year three. S- so that's the thing. I think we said season three. So I think earlier, like a few we're episodes. We're in season back, three right we now. We were like, ah, yeah. oh, season three has begun. Yes. Yeah. We're
0: but we are renewed for another calendar year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Just
0: like Stranger Things got renewed for a fourth season this I week.
1: saw. Fantastic.
0: Uh, I hope it's the last one.
1: You do? I sort
0: of do, too. I hope they just end. I think you right. It needs to. Yeah. I agree. I
1: think if, if it goes much further, you start just trying to make stuff up to make stuff up, you know? Well.
2: And, and the tension is so high if they don't end it this season it's going to feel unsatisfying no matter what they do if yeah. they end this season with L dying all right exactly you know or losing her die. powers and all of her memories that's okay too um, fine you know either one of those things perfectly happy but as you were saying
0: something about singing
1: singing right well Mm -hmm. on
0: the on the singing bandwagon um vocal fry so i gave a recital this week that was a thing very
1: good recital
0: if you follow our social media um the poor audio version is up on our social media um i'm working on getting the good room audio it um, is good audio from from our sound uh from our sound folks uh and we're gonna eq it and uh actually edit some video with it and stuff but uh but it was a fun program um thank my colleague tyler kemp for uh collaborating with me on that he did a a really fine job playing um a set of Finzi and uh playing the lit the the list is pretty much the thing we've gotten the most feedback on uh because pachin trovo uh for vocal fam is sort of one of the big tenor um uh, recital standards I guess we would say it's sort of hallmark tenor recital repertoire and the Till Earth Out Wears I wanted to do of the Finzi because it uh, was actually the last thing that my um, voice coach from my undergraduate studies Russell Young who was then a lifelong friend the rest of his, his, his days um, he passed away about five years ago Till Earth Out Wears had actually been the last thing that he had recommended that I sing um And so I wanted to get that on its feet at some point, And this was a good opportunity. But anyway, I had actually asked um, Sarah and Michael if they would be okay. We've sort of hinted at it many times. But um, I asked them if it would be okay if I would actually share a little bit of, in just one succinct episode a very honest, um, real sort of portrayal of what sort of my journey has been vocally. Um, and uh, I wanted—I really wanted Michael to be here with us because Michael probably got to observe more of it um, in real life. And uh, guys, I don't mind if at any point you want to jump in and ask a question or, or whatever. Um, that's fine. But um, I guess just before i start i just want to say vocal fam my journey is unique to myself but everybody's journey is unique to themselves it doesn't make my journey any better or more special than anybody else's i think that in the end we all a, a dear friend of mine uh, said to me about a year ago he, he he said we all have to walk our own path and um, as I've even mentored that to you guys, in the end, we all walk our own path. We can't walk anybody else's path. And if you're a person of faith, uh, that's actually a biblical principle, that, that we all have to run the own, our own race that's set before us, uh, and we can't really run anybody else's race for them. Uh, sort of the idea of not walking a mile in anybody else's shoes. Or There's a metaphor there.
1: Somewhere. And
0: I usually, well, my wife usually says I'm terrible at metaphors. Yeah. Because I I combine wrong metaphors with I other wrong. I do
1: that. M- I do that. I do it with idioms and stuff. Just- yeah,
2: I think right. I'm great at metaphors, which probably means I'm not.
0: <laughs> That's probably right. But so anyway, um, so just, I, I think the, the other thing I'll say just before I sort of dive in is the the too long didn't read summary of this Smart. is that um, the journey's long, and there is there are silver linings at the end of even really painful things, um, but but that uh, that the journey is the thing really, and that there's good that comes out of the bad, and that there's some bad about the good, and 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 life is com- complicated. Mm-hmm. How's that? I think the, t- the
2: TLDR of the TLDR is life is complicated, but there are good things. Yes.
0: Y- yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, that, that, that's, that's it. That's when it. Thank the you. TLDR
1: Michael. needs its needs own a TLDR. TLDR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like something I would say. That, yeah. that
1: sums up uh, you. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. And this is why we need Michael for branding.
1: Yes. Truth.
0: That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh so taking you guys back, um when I was young, and when I say young, I mean like when I was super young, I was not a natural singer. Um I actually had to when I was an undergraduate um school, I had to like I actually had to like practice and like change my voice and earn what had become my technique. Um, and I had the great fortune to have some really awesome experiences as an undergraduate. And right out of my undergrad vocal fam, I was able to um, actually get my first apprentice season with the Santa Fe Opera. And if you're on the young artist circuit or part of our voice world, you'll recognize um, the level of of quality of the Santa Fe Opera apprentice program as it still today is one of the top summer apprentice singer programs, uh, on the young artist circuit. And it's an Agma apprenticeship and it, it's, it's a really great program. And I got to apprentice with, I mean, some of my fellow apprentices are literally the world's, you know, sort of leading singers now, um, both at the Met and other important houses around the globe. Uh, anyway, but I was young and, and being young and then on my way to being successful, and I like to just jokingly say famous, um, I thought I was very fancy. And, of course, there was a lot of ego and hubris and all this kind of thing. And, and, but the bottom line was when I was young, um, I really didn't have any clue really what I was doing. I could basically do one thing, and that was sing high. And I did it pretty well. Um, But what I didn't do well at all was Sing Well in Passaggio, and um, anyway, there was a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, moving forward from that, after my second season in Santa Fe during my master's, um, I started having some, during my master's degree, I started having some voice problems. Um, And not like the voice problems you would sort of think of. Like you think of voice problems and you're like, oh, well, well, did you have some nodules? Did you have a broken blood vessel or or hoarseness or what were you dealing with? Um, Basically, the long and the short of it is around age 23 or 24, um, I basically, it started, the first thing I noticed was that I couldn't... uh, I couldn't allow my voice to have natural even vibrato, and then uh as that started changing <coughs> immediately my my upper range started going away, and so uh I went from having very easy high C's and high d's uh, to not really being able to sing much higher than honestly comfortably maybe an maybe an E-flat um, for. Um, anyway, in that time, I fought my... I, it was actually about that same time that I had started teaching voice. And it was also around that same time that I first got my interest peaked in voice science. And uh, I sort of, as a young person, I, 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 I think that there are people, just in general, that just take to... Um, voice teaching fairly easily, regardless of knowledge or regardless of whatever, just the sort of rhythm of voice teaching and and that kind of thing. I, I sort of took to it really easily. Um, not that I always knew what I was doing or was even telling my students the best thing, but I, I took to it fairly easily. And um, anyway, after my master's, went back and fought my way through a doctorate. And when I say fought my way, I at least fought my way artistically through it because I'd gone back to study with my original teacher from my undergrad. Things just sort of were still not going well. And I think one of the things you learn about hindsight is anything with your voice, vocal fam, is rarely a singularly caused event. You could, like, sneeze and hemorrhage. That would be a singularly caused event. But if we're talking about something that's sort of, you notice gradual voice changes, it's rarely a singularly caused event. And looking back on my struggles, I think that there were multiple compounding factors. For one thing, I became a uh, very unhealthily obese person. Um, Gaining... Basically becoming a 300-pound person. Um, As I aged then and got into my 20s, the effects of acid reflux and my obesity started showing. um, And I started having some fairly bad acid reflux that I didn't even know I was having. At the same time, um, I was during my master's i was working with a, a, a teacher who i love and adore still but um it just you know and this is one of the things of, i think why i'm so open to sort of trying to give people the benefit of the doubt and things in their teaching sometimes a great singer and a great teacher just aren't a good match and uh we have to be wise enough as voice teachers sometimes to just be like you know what I don't have the tools that I need to give you. And so maybe it would just be best if I referred you out to somebody else. Um, Anyway, and that, and, and so there were definitely some technical things that had just not been helpful uh, that I was doing in that same era. But anyway, um, I fought through those years of my doctorate in the middle of my doctorate. I actually won my presser award um, and that sort of allowed me to really start my investigation in voice science. It allowed me to the, the trip, the both purchasing my original lab equipment and then my original trip to um, go study with Donald Miller in his home in the Netherlands for that uh, for some time that summer. And, uh, you know, I think when I applied for my first jo- academic job, I had enough singing credentials on there thanks to two summers in santa fe and some other things plus my voice science interests that i was able to get a tenure track job straight out of um straight out of my dma Uh, that doesn't happen very often in today's job market but um i was able to get that position and um it was a very interesting time in fact in my second year there at West Virginia University would have been actually Michael's freshman year. So Michael actually would have auditioned my first year at West Virginia University. That
2: is the truth.
0: <laughs> and then then he would have been there for four years uh, mm-hmm. after my first year. So he was there sort of as a student for the bulk of our time in West Virginia. We were there for seven years. um, And... Professionally, that was a very odd time in my life. For one thing, I'll, I'll just say straight up, at the time, I was not prepared, I don't think, um, to understand what it meant to be a tenure-track faculty member at an R1 university. Um, but uh, at the same time, I was I was doing an admirable job and getting good reviews. Um, for my first uh, three years there, I had very good faculty evaluations and Um, Was doing some very good scholarly work and starting to do conference presentations and build my professional pedagogy network of folks and people and then getting into the publishing game and uh, that kind of thing. But And I was doing some good teaching. I mean, throughout my time, both in my time when I was doing my DMA, when I was teaching at New World, and in my years at WVU e- right away, I was doing some good teaching and putting out some good students who were, you know, uh, competitive in competitions, um, had a NATSA district winner, regional runner-up um, had uh, Nats winners, etc., people getting into good graduate programs right off the bat um, at competitive conservatories, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, whatever. You don't need the, the Vita. But um, at the same time, um, I was singing very poorly. And uh, probably, honestly, those first couple of years while I was at WVU probably were the worst... Um, And so that would have been about five, six years, seven years into my um, sort of downfall artistically. And uh, I'm sure that during those years, it must have been very confusing um, for students, probably for my own students. um, A lot of different perspectives of, um, you know, here's this guy who's our voice professor and he's telling us these things, and they actually kind of seem to work, and yet he doesn't sing very well. And so I'm sure it was very confusing. Anyway, in the middle of my time there, uh, my fourth year, we actually had a Dean change. And I'm not going to share too many details about this, um, but there are some things that I'm, I'm willing to say on the record, just because they were, they were either in, in a paper trail or what have you, um, we went through some very painful experiences the last four years that we were in West Virginia. When I say we, I mean myself and my family. Um, Both of my kids were born in my seven years at WVU. um, And uh, of course my wife was there with me, Mandy was there the whole time. And uh, in that fourth year, uh, during the Dean change, um, uh, my former Dean was also happened to have been a singer. And he made it very clear that he was not um, pleased with my presence on the faculty from the get-go. And um, it was a very toxic relationship from the beginning. Um, There were incredibly painful things that happened, uh, including... In a document, in an official document, having my medical history revealed, um, which I did not reveal, um, but uh, into my tenure and promotion portfolio. Um, And amongst other things like demanding that I study voice with that particular administrator only to then, when seeking out a lesson, be denied for a quote unquote conflict of interest um and the bottom line is there were it was a weird time it was a weird time because like i said i was i was researching well i was growing and maturing in that area of my scholarly output i was networking well i was teaching well and growing as a teacher but i just i, I you know it was right around the time actually that um the show house MD was on TV and I very much related to that character at that phase of my life because he was a medical doctor who could seemingly fix anything except him, his own leg problem. Uh, and he was always in pain because of it. And I very much related to that because I felt like a voice teacher who could fix so many voice problems except my own. Anyway, uh, Long story short, I was forced into resignation. Uh I was offered the choice of either accepting basically being terminated or I could sign a 1-year contract to end my time at WVU. And uh but one of the good things I want to say about that situation as and I and I honestly I say this Cautiously, but I honestly believe it's the truth. Um, there were good things that came out of that situation, despite the fact that it was honestly borderline abusive. And one of the things that came out of that situation was that at the time, um, my current voice teacher, although I haven't been up for a lesson in about 18 months, um, my current, the gentleman I consider to be my current voice teacher um, had been, recommended to me, um, by my former Dean. Um, and, uh, I will say that that relationship, um, really was one of the things that, uh, brought my voice back. Um, in 2011 I started a complete voice rebuild and I went out for a week of voice lessons Um, to my teacher where, where he teaches and over a summer. And I remember our very first lesson, he said, let's just play. I've got nothing to lose at this point. You've got nothing to lose really by getting better. So let's play. And, um, my voice rebuild was a 2011, 2016, a five year process. Sorry. I had to do the math and, um, it was a painful process because I, the first thing I think we all have to do when sort of faced with these things is allow ourselves to admit that we have a problem. It's almost like an addict. Like the first thing you have to do is admit that you have a problem and that you need help. Um, and uh, it was a long process. A lot of, um, and you know, a lot of things that our vocal fam would know as, just normal, good voice teaching things, doing semi-occluded vocal tract exercises, register breaking, bringing you know cricothyroid activity and thi- down, taking thyroarytenoid activity up, these kind of things, um, and just just sort of finding laryngeal balance. Um, hey Nick, can I can I say something right here real quick? Just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I remember. I remember coming in. I don't know if it was the beginning of the fall. It had to have been the beginning of the fall, and you had come back. Did you go over a summer
0: Those that first week? The first, yeah, both of the first. I'm going to say each of the last three years that I was in West Virginia, I went up for, like, a multiple lessons per se. Okay,
2: because I remember right after the first time you came back, um, and I knew something. It was, it was so weird because – I could tell, and it's been years since, you know, it's, so here's the funny, here's the weird thing, you know, looking on this now, going like, you know, no, like really speaking to you as a friend now, when in these days it was very much like, I'm your student and you are weirdly almost my dad, um, that kind of dynamic of things, um, to to sit here and think about those days, because it's like, you know, as a student, you're just trying to go, this person has everything in their little box perfectly lined up, you know? Um, yeah. Which is why some things were really confusing in those days, like you said. Um, yeah. But I just remember being like, something strange is going on, because it seems like he's not happy to know these things, to hear these things or tell them to me. But also, it's like there was a sense of hope in the information I just remember it was a very weird mixed situation because I remember specifically thinking this is different than how we've approached things to this point because that was the first mm-hmm. time I ever remember us talking about laryngeal stability in any way shape or form and just mm-hmm. just talking about the source the source in any way you know um, talking about that idea in it uh, the
0: table pounding wasn't for all no no years no later, but family.
2: but I just remember it's so interesting um, it actually it's I think it's very very powerful to to recognize that like you know some things that i would consider to be like like core to 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 both your technique and the things that like whether we worked on in a masters degree or that i hear you say to people all the time um and i think that takes up a lot of your brain space these days um i think some of that infor- any of the stuff that doesn't have to do with acoustics that information i think a lot of it came from from these awful times and
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, and the thing that, you know, one of the things that I realized in those times, well, actually, I don't think I realized it until I came out of it, it was that I felt like an incomplete professor,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: which I no longer do. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, I felt like it's weird because in a lot of ways had it not been for all the pain that my family and I went through, both musically and academically, I would not be now in a position prepared to lead professionals, graduate students, undergraduate students and mentor them in their own life the way I've now afforded opportunities Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. And, and, Um, I was, I was going to share this later, sort of as I was, I was wrapping up, but, um, and please vocal fam, this is, this is not a, this is not, I'm not, I'm not preaching at you here. Um, but there's a, um, there was a wonderful sermon that a pastor that I listened to sometimes on a podcast, um, gave this summer and the title of the sermon was called the power of both. And um, basically, it was trying to point out that if you don't go through the pain, it's almost like you don't understand the joy. And, and it's sort of one of the analogies that was part of it was the idea that a seed, you know, a seed has to be dug way into the ground. And live underground for quite a long time before it can become, whether it's just a cornstalk or whether it becomes a powerful oak tree. Um, but anyway, my right around the time when I was leaving West Virginia and we were moving here was right about the point where things were really turning the corner with my voice. And I uh, say they were turning so, over <laughs> things, things sh-
2: were turning over
0: oh <laughs> sorry tenor I'm jokes. so sorry <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, how
1: Sarah's like oh being my. surrounded by tenors <laughs> <laughs> one was just not enough
0: <laughs> um but uh it was actually also right about the time where we came here and I have a sort of a different set of research, creative output expectations in my job here than I did at my job at WVU because in my job at WVU, basically, um, my, basically I was told after again, halfway, you know, sort of in my time there that I was doing these good research things. I was then told that none of those things would end up counting toward my tenure. And uh, so anyway, but here I have a different set of expectations and goals anyway. And so one of the things I had sort of decided basically upon our time here was that I pretty much thought that my performance career was pretty much over. That um, I just, even though my voice was getting better and and settling, I was like, yeah, I'm probably just not going to do this, though. It's not going to be a part of my life. Well... Things kept getting better in our time here, and and uh, the voice just kept re-coordinating, and along, you know, thanks to the exercises that my teacher and I had done, and just you know whatever, and personal growth, and mental growth, and and whatever. And that's another thing I didn't mention really, Vocal Fam, is I also don't think that we pay enough attention. Um, although I think we're growing in the voice community with paying enough attention to the psychological impacts that the brain can have on the singing voice um because i was also going through a lot of psychological things in those years and um there's been a lot of healing in that regard as well uh and i just i just would encourage all the vocal fam not to neglect our mental health Mm -hmm. along with our physical and voice health um but anyway i'll just basically leave it there. If you guys want to ask a question or two, basically with the fact that I'm so thankful to God and to my wife, um, and to my students who stuck with me, um, and, uh, were there for me a lot of the time. Um, and, uh, to have turned this corner, I've sung a couple operas with Mississippi opera the last few seasons, Um, I'm not doing anything with them this season, uh, but fortunate to have them right here in Jackson where I can just hop over and do rehearsals. Um, And I've I've done some good programs the last few years that have been nice, but um, this felt like honestly the first tenery, tenery recital that was successful that I've done probably in 15 years. And it is the first high D flat that I've sung in public in 15 years. And so I definitely thought my days of, of doing that were done. Um, as I've sort of moved into, in my recovery, I've also moved into heavier repertoire. Um, to be completely honest, this recital sort of tested my lyricism um, to, to, the, to its extremes. Um, But uh, anyway, so that's it. I just wanted to share a little bit of that, guys. And I I just say to anybody who's out there who's struggling with their voice, don't give up and realize that the journey is long. And sometimes the journey's fast, but maybe you didn't learn all the things that you needed to on your way when you were doing it quickly. Um, And just... No, I, I just want to say this: If you ever need somebody to reach out to talk to just about a voice struggle you're going through, know that know that you have a friend in Dr. P, and that um, I'm here. I'm here as a as a source of just encouragement. If I need to be, it. And listen, that's not to say either that we're all just going to have professional singing careers because we're not. Mm-hmm. That's not. T- <laughs> I got a laugh out of that one.
1: From someone somewhere. <laughs>
0: it was like a laugh track in, in a sitcom. Yeah. Oh man. Remember when this show those. was a sit? Remember when this show was a sitcom? Oh yeah. Is it not still? Yeah, it is. Anyway, <laughs> this is like our. This is like like we like we we became like that serious sitcom for like a week. Uh, well, like, like
1: you know when the sitcom. This is like the
0: episode the, where. Uh, Uncle to... Phil had to hug Will. Oh yeah, yes. that's we try that's to address
1: it. something, you know, serious.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. do you guys want to ask a question or two? Because I mean, I know that Sarah, like, you came into it like sort of mid-recovery, almost at the end of recovery. You, you actually spied on me on the internet. I did. I wondered to find, if you
1: remembered that to find so,
0: terrible recordings of me and hear them. Um, yes, I did. And now you've and you've both heard me recently, so whatever. I mean, we don't need to talk about my recent singing it, it is what it is it's fine um it, it's
1: really but, good um, it is
2: well thank it's you. really good like i want to say this real quick like the question that i have because um because i think that there's an awareness just like you know like i think about people with weight loss or all sorts of any major changes that affect our image and perception of identity um i think that the outward changes Come a lot quicker than the than the internal, mental, spiritual, emotional ones do. You know, like our perception yeah. of yeah. the thing, you know. Yeah. And so absolutely because you, you know,
0: as someone who's also lost a lot of weight, yes, that's true. You know,
2: and, and that's part of what I'm thinking about the conversations you and I have had there. Even so, I guess I want to ask: like, um, was this? When did you start feeling like I can sing? I'm a tenor again. Maybe the, and I know that those are two different statements because there's singing and then there is tenor. And so I guess I am yeah. asking how do, yeah. when did those things start to feel like, you know?
0: Cuz I, I want to ask there you this. Are, and, there there yeah, and then cuz I'm going to tell you when I perceive th- that. So There are three markers in my mind. Um one was my Mississippi Opera first Mississippi Opera audition for Jay. Um and I was able to sing Bohem and I came out and my wife was like man that high C was awesome Um, and then our Mississippi opera debuts in Mikado Mm -hmm. um, getting through a full performance uh, of a tenor role no problem successfully Mm -hmm. Uh, and then very specifically uh, a little bit later than that the night that I actually sang on when Doctor Gunn was leaving, mm-hmm. and we sang that reci- a couple things on that recital mm-hmm. that she with with her friend that she brought in, yeah. and I sang um, Bohem that night, and I sang Cecilia. Mm-hmm. and I remember I remember listening back to that Cetilia, and I was like, oh. I, although I don't, Michael, know that I'm to the point that you're talking about, but that was a major. Those were all major sort of waking up moments. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um. So, so would you say that in some days, in some ways, you're still trying to find that sense of like, yeah, I'm a singer. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really can sing. I really like where you feel like I've made it. Above, you? Not, I don't mean outwardly made it, but you, you know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah,
0: well, here's the thing I think I would say about that. I think I would say that I think I'm there because there are sounds on the recital that I didn't think were as successful as, other, as others or maybe were the ones that I wanted to make, but they were still good and still sounded professional quality. Yeah, yeah. They just weren't what i knew i you know cuz um there's there's a point with any performance with any live performance where you know you you make some sounds that maybe aren't optimal for what you can do it, you know it's it's one thing to sing a aria and then a sing a whole recital yeah or a whole performance or a yeah, whole opera yeah, yeah. you know you could sing one aria and just go full out and maybe it's perfect it's hard to do that in the context of a full program. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, did we lose no, you? No, I'm still here.
1: Oh, we might have. It's funny, he had been sitting Hello? like that for I feel so long. Can I didn't you even hear notice me that he just kinda of froze Hello? up. That or you've just Michael. really made him think. Hold
0: on. Michael
1: But doesn't it look like it, could, it looks like he could just really be pondering everything you've put forth. Oh, nope, we really left, lost him.
0: I kicked him out and trying to get him back. Uh,
1: oh, no. Michael, come back. I wonder if he moved to the conference room. Probably
0: not. No, I think he moved to his other place. Hello? Hello. There you are. Hello. I'm back.
2: back. I heard everything you Sorry, said, and then d- I heard you say, where are you? And I w- could still see you guys, but you couldn't see me.
0: Um, oh, you well, froze in a anyway.
1: very just, like Yes. Pose. Yes.
0: Sarah, do you have anything you want to ask?
1: I don't know, so it is weird, like you mentioned, like, it was weird, because I did not meet you until a decent way through just everything you just described, I mean, it wasn't until you came to MC, and I will say, like, even though I didn't hear you at what you probably considered your worst, other than my creeping on the internet, I did creep on the internet, that was me, because that's what I do, right, anyway, like, it was funny to just hear... Even, like, in the first two years, I feel like, is when I really noticed it the most that you were here at MC. There was just so much progress, not just in the sound, but one of the things that was huge that I noticed was, like, I felt like your stamina improved a lot. Because I think when you first came, it was like, you could maybe make more of the sounds you were going for, for a period, but as your voice tired or something, it kind of lost it a little. But just, that improved so much over those two years, which just comes with getting better or whatever. But like, I don't know, it's weird for me hearing this. It's almost hard to, it makes sense, but it's kind of hard for me to reconcile just because like, I've known, I don't know, I haven't known you while you were in that dark period, I think mentally, if that makes sense. But at the same time, I can very much understand that you have gone through it just because, I don't know. I, I I'll admit to, to them, like I'm in a weird enough spot right now that I don't, I can't comment much on everything you've just said. If that makes sense. No,
0: you're good. You're good. I mean, you know, one of the things I will say in regards to what you just said is stamina was a big part of it. Um, but cause looking back, I'll be in, in complete transparency. I actually think particularly with the compounding psychological factors, I think I had actually developed some muscle tension dysphonia, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um... Uh, which would make a lot of sense, actually, with everything else that I was experiencing. Oh, yeah. And per- particularly when MTD can be psychologically mm-hmm. triggered. Um, I don't know that that was the initial thing that started it, but I think it turned into that. As I just kept trying to do the things that I thought were right and pound my head into a wall... Um, you know guys, it's hard. One of the weirdest things is like you you watch people sort of like abandon you and uh doubt you and and that that's a it's a very humbling learning experience. You're good.
1: Great. <laughs> um
0: uh so anyway, it's been a heavy day. It's been a heavy day. Um thank you guys for giving me just this platform to talk about this a little bit today. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it was right. We, we've talked... I feel like we've kind of had several similar the- conversations with just other people who came on the podcast to tell kind of almost their version of this story. And I feel like that was almost a theme of this summer was that everybody yeah. does have their own path, their yeah. own journey to end up where they are. And so whether it be you know we've talked to people who went back and got doctoral degrees in their 50s um people who went through their own vocal journey so it's kind of a nice finishing point to hear yours
2: absolutely you know i i think too and i know i don't i don't want to be cheesy when i do this but I, i think i mean i really have i've been thinking this whole time of like um the the people and the places and the things that like wouldn't have happened otherwise you know like you know like it like if, if the journey had been different you know something that I don't think I realized until just hearing you tell this this time um, side note everyone okay full the confession time when I was 18 years old um, Nick told me like a like a a ver like a portion of this and we had all the freshman college students had been wondering for years and so and like for months I mean for months and we're like, what's going on? And um so I like snuck my phone out of my pocket and recorded it on recorded it so that I could listen later and have secret information because I was just so confused you know and so and so that was kind of a weird thing back in the day um and so I'm so proud of you to be to tell this thing now because I remember that day I was like that was a moment where I thought where I thought maybe this person is more than my professor you know that was a big day for me and um <laughs> yeah um, uh, even, honestly.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, you've told me parts of this over the years, but this is the first. There were things that you, you know, said today that I had not mm-hmm. heard before. That and I had never heard you tell your story in its entirety. So, well, I think the lot. only
0: person there are things I left out well, today. Of course. That yeah. uh, first of all, I just don't want to share names yeah, of some yeah. individuals and and some other things because I'm not looking at this point. I'm not looking to rake anyone through the mud right. or yeah. you know whatever well, and yeah. that's that's um, even amazing
2: to me because you never, never that you did it publicly but I remember days when things were really bad and you and I'd have a conversation and you were so hurt about some stuff you know just to see the healing yeah. that you've come through even there I think is amazing and commendable but the thing I was really thinking about is this is like you know when I first met you I remember we always talk about this that you were like like my age now and um and you were uh yeah, and you were you were like this suit wearing, let me make sure everyone knows how important I am. It just looking back, this sense of like I really yeah. have to prove to everyone that I'm supposed to be here. And yeah. there's none of that on you now at all. But but thinking about that and I'm just thinking about my master's degree, honestly, um and the conversations we had even before that and since then. Um And I think about the journey that you've been on, even in the last couple of years, just kind of like just continue to grow, you know, like, you know, like we were talking about. And I'm like, you know what, like, I think that the journey you've been on and the timing of that thing, I, I think it I think it allowed us to be friends, you know? Yeah. You know, because yeah. there were days where you would say, hey, this isn't working right for me. You know, like you'd go, hey, listen to me sing this. And you'd be like, man, it's too heavy you know, or something, you know, and we got to have some of those conversations, um, you know, and I just I'm so thankful that I get to be your friend.
0: And I'm so thankful that you're mine. I mean, um, you know, guys, one of the things that is true is that and vocal fam, this is for you, too, is that had it not been for all of this. And all the pain that we went through, Vocal Fry would not exist. Mm-hmm. This
1: is true. This is very true because you wouldn't have come to Mississippi. Michael wouldn't have come to Mississippi. I never would have met either of y'all. What a weird world that would be. Am I right? What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. We uh,
2: we, wouldn't right. ha- we wouldn't have a- we uh, we wouldn't have had as much need to have a a, a public talk therapy session over the internet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um hey, I'm going to have to go to lunch with my wife as we're starting to celebrate her birthday mm-hmm. weekend, Yay. which is Monday. Yay. Um but um thank you guys for this today. Hey, we love you. Of
1: course.
0: Yeah. And I love you guys. And vocal fan, we love you too. That's true.
1: We do.
0: Go buy some merch. Yeah, merch, merch, do. merch. Uh and if do you want to hear contest. the recital, and you want to hear the recital, it's on both my personal Facebook page and the vocal fry page um forgive me for forgetting the words in hunchback and making the first belt note on an ooh because i was trying to make the sentence make sense oops (laughs) nobody's perfect
1: my wife was like
0: why didn't you just sing an o vowel anyway (laughs) you
1: had to have something can't have perfect anyway
0: yeah. Anyway, Sarah, well, quick, quick, what you have for breakfast?
1: Oh, uh, my breakfast this morning. I was so mad, so I made muffins yesterday. Right, right, yesterday, of and I made enough that there should have been muffins today. And I put them in my little cake thing in my kitchen. I have a glass. Mm -hmm. there's words for these I just don't know them and I put it over it apparently what I didn't know was I trapped a bug in there with them so this morning when I went to get my muffins there was a bug and I'm like oh no it's probably touched all the muffins I had to throw them away And I was out of eggs so I couldn't make more and I had to eat a granola bar and it was not good
2: Sarah you have so many muffin horror stories I think it's about because
1: I make them so much.
2: <laughs> I think about the one where they get stuck, where they got stuck on the floor of the oven. I think
1: about oh, And that I had every to time. swat them out like hockey pucks? <laughs> yeah, every yeah. time I think
2: about <sighs> muffins, I think about that. Anyways, <laughs> <It's>
1: cause
0: <laughs> cause all right, guys. Well, Vocal Fam, thank you for indulging me. If you stuck with us, um, know that the the journey is long, but it's worth it. And uh, if you ever need somebody to reach out to, please, I'm Pernis here. So, um, if you do, anyway. Uh, we love you guys and, uh, and, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna end our recordings. Okay, guys. Okay. Okay. All right. Peace out, vocal fam. Here we go. And boom.